You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. Nation, welcome to the latest Birds Banter podcast presented to you by PHL Sports Nation and sponsored by Anchor. My name is Matt Lupe and I'm joined by Logan Banker. We are members of PHL Eagles Nation and enhancing your Eagles fan experience and keeping you up to date on all things Eagles. Over the offseason, the Eagles have brought in multiple players, including Brandon Graham, Malik Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, LJ Fort, Jason Peters, Ronald Darby. Andrew Sandejo, Vinnie Curry, Richard Rogers, and Jordan Howard. We're really excited about all these guys joining the Eagles for the 2019 season, and we're going to discuss a few players that we're most excited about that we think are going to make the most impact for the Eagles in 2019. Logan, who do you think, Will? Uh, This is a pretty popular pick, but mine is easily uh, the Jordan Howard acquisition. Uh, From on the field, it's obviously a great move, but even in front office, the move is just an absolute home run. I'm really excited about the Eagles traded only a six-round pick in 2020, which to me is crazy for a guy that's only 24 years old and is only due to make $2 million next season. So um, he's entering the last year of his deal, but I honestly think there is a good chance that uh, Howard does like it enough in Philly to stay and resign. Um, obviously, that remains to be seen. But then on the field, Howard brings something that the Eagles desperately missed after uh, they lost Larry uh, Blunt to free agency, and that's a, a powerful runner inside who can take the weight off the shoulders of the rest of the offense. So. Uh, Howard over the last three years is averaging um, the most rushing yards per season, which obviously is a great bonus to the Eagles offense. I think they only had 92 rushing yards in the playoffs with that group. So <clears throat> adding Howard is obviously just going to really build upon what they're trying to put together as a complete offense. And um, even has a bit of a presence in the passing game as well, which is a really good bonus. And um, Howard by no means will single-handedly save the Eagles backfield, but he's definitely the perfect piece to a formula of a committee, uh, committee for running backs. Yeah, I was really excited when I saw that Howard finally got to the Eagles. It's something that we've been mentioning for a while, um, just kind of putting it out there, just because he was put on a trade block a while ago around uh, the start of the combine, and we thought that the Eagles would be a great suitor for him. And I guess these trade talks have been going on for a while because um, Jordan Howard did say that for about a month that he's known that he is going to end up with the Eagles which it finally went through, and as you said, a sixth-round pick, which is conditional. He It could get bumped up to a fifth-round pick, but even if that's a great price for the kind of player that you're getting out of Jordan Howard, um, I think he's going to do a lot. Like He led the league in rushing yards just in 2016, his rookie year, so he definitely has the ability to be that number one back, but also the Eagles have a lot of options behind him with Clement, Adams, um, whether they bring back Sproles or maybe draft another running back. There's a ton of options that they can roll out with, and Howard's just going to make them that much stronger, and they finally got that back that they're looking for. kind of takes a little bit of pressure off the draft and um, brings some fresh blood into Philly as well. Yeah, some of the um, concerns that we heard from people with Jordan Howard was uh, how in 2018 didn't, he didn't have his best season and how the Bears and the Eagles kind of run similar offense. But Howard kind of said himself, in Philly, he's not going to face nearly as many nine-man boxes, eight-man boxes, and that's kind of a testament to what Carson Wentz brings to the team. So I think the fact that Howard is surrounded by so many good players in the offense, he won't, He didn't really struggle in 2018 to begin with. He had over 900 yards, 
had multiple touchdowns, but um, he'll definitely succeed more than ever in the Eagles offense, assuming that he does get a, a fair amount of touches, which he should. I could see him getting around 15 carries per game, which is definitely a good workload for him. Yeah, for sure. And um, one thing to point out is now that we have that running back, the whole offense is going to function a lot more properly. Um, they have the wide receivers to stretch the field. Alshon Deshaun Jackson can do the work on the outside with Aglor and Ertz working on the inside, which is really going to open up the passing game a lot. But if they're just pass heavy, then there's a lot of pressure on the running game to produce as well. And they really didn't have anybody to take over until they got Howard. I think he's really going to succeed with all these opportunities that he's going to have um, going behind that great offensive line and um, using play action. That's really going to be a threat now. Uh you're going to see the kind of plays that we saw from Mike Vick and Deshaun Jackson back in their day with Carson Wentz now thrown to Jackson because you have to respect the run with Howard. And with a deep threat to Deshaun Jackson, which we will talk about later, uh, it's just going to get that much better. And the Eagles are really going to take this offense to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even if the Eagles didn't want to add another running back, I think having a trio of uh, Howard um, – Corey Clement, and then hopefully Darren Sproles coming back. That's a pretty good trio right there. And then you add Josh Adams to the mix. Um, you have obviously Howard, who can be a power runner. You have Corey Clement, who can kind of be like a Jay Jai in a sense to what he a Jai was to Garrett Blunt, which would be Jordan Howard in this situation. And then obviously Darren Sproles on third down, power return. So they really, even if they don't add another running back, which might uh, frustrate some people, they still have a pretty good running back room now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we just hope that. Jordan Howard can stay healthy, which he has been proven that he can stay pretty healthy throughout his career. Um, but also, I don't think the expectation for him is to come into Philly and get a thousand yards. Like he got a thousand yards twice in his uh, three-year career already. Um, but the the way the Eagles run with the running backs is not really one guy taking over, which they definitely can with Jordan Howard now. But they're still gonna run by committee. And he's not going to get 20-plus touches a game. Like, Logan, you said 15. I think that will be just about right for him, and he will be able to produce with that. Um, but it gives him a lot more flexibility. If he finishes the year with 800, 900 yards, that's not a failure. He's going to be in great shape. Uh, the offense is going to be in great shape with him producing at that level because you're going to have two or three guys behind him with three to 400 yards probably. So um, the... The workload is going to be spaced out a fair amount, but I think Howard will establish himself as the number one, and he's definitely going to help Carson Wentz out because, as you could see last year, he needed some help back there. Definitely, and this is kind of looking a little too forward, but say Jordan Howard does only run for 800, 900 yards, that kind of helps the Eagles when it comes to contract time because that's under the assumption Howard was still efficient, but it wasn't like he had a record-breaking year or a career year where you can say, oh, I want. $8 $8 million, something that's probably outside of the Eagles' price range. So mm-hmm. I think just the entire situation just really fits well for the Eagles. Yeah, definitely. Um, as we mentioned before, he is on the last year of his contract, that rookie deal that he was signed to when he was coming to the league in 2016. So next year he will hit the free agency market. But um, hopefully Jordan Howard will stick around. Hopefully we'll have a twenty good 2019 season with him and uh, bring out the best, show some of that Chicago magic that he was putting on there and uh, really help out this running back group. And one more player that we want to get to next is on the defensive side of the ball. We'll get to that after this ad. So one player that I'm really excited about was one of the first 
move that they made this offseason, which was adding Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson was recently cut by the Jaguars in the offseason because of cap space issues. They wanted to clear up space, I guess, for their Nick Foles move. Um, and Malik Jackson was just kind of suspect to that. So they let him go, and the Eagles snatched him up for a three-year, $30 million contract. And I'm really excited to have Malik Jackson in here because, in my opinion, he is an upgrade from Tim Jernigan. Tim Jernigan did do well with the Eagles in 2017, but in 2018 he was injured uh, mostly all of the year. He was productive on the field, but the time off the field kind of outweighed the production on the field. Malik Jackson, he's only missed two games out of seven years, so that's phenomenal. He's always going to be on the field. He's going to give you a lot of production and a lot of games started. And that's what the Eagles need on their defensive line. Um, he's always active in the pass rush, the running game. He's always getting back to the quarterback and putting those pressures on. He had 12 quarterback hits last year. And just in 2017, he was selected to the Pro Bowl. And I really think he can replicate that. And it's really going to help this defensive line develop because with another Pro Bowler next to Fletcher Cox... Who are they going to double team? I mean, obviously Cox is the obvious choice, but that's going to make Malik Jackson that much more effective. And with Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham on the outside, there's trouble all all across the board. So I think he's really going to help develop this defensive line and get a lot more pressure on the quarterbacks and help the defense succeed. Yeah, definitely. Malik Jackson was just kind of a name that we never really heard in uh, rumors before the we started. We kind of heard guys like Gerald McCoy, people like that, that the Eagles could go after. And then first thing, once uh, the tampering period opened up, we heard uh, the Eagles signed Malik Jackson, which um, obviously a great addition. Like you said, he adds uh, great depth to the defensive line. He obviously will start and everything. The Eagles still could take a defensive lineman in the first or second round if they wanted to. I would kind of expect that considering how deep the draft is this year at that, uh, that position. Um, the one thing about Jackson is he's a little suspect in the running game, but it kind of goes back to where he's surrounded by guys like Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, um, Benny Curry, where even he doesn't have to be a beast in the running game to still be effective. And he still has guys around him that can kind of pick up the slack if he were to struggle in the running game. But he said himself in uh, in his press conference when he was introduced, he's he's trying to flip the narrative and show that he isn't bad in the running game, that he can be a beast like he was in 2017 when he was a Pro Bowler. So all around, I think not only is it a great pickup, but Malik Jackson is uh, motivated to prove that he can be effective on a winning team yeah definitely I think he will be um, hungry in the sense that he was cut as well um, the Jaguars kind of told him that you aren't worth the contract that we gave you so we're just gonna let you go and try to use that money elsewhere so um, that's never a good feeling when you uh, feel like a team is fully invested in you and then a couple of years later you just cut and you're on the market again so I think he's definitely going to use that as motivation to uh Take him, take himself to the next level, and really help out. And he said he Fletcher Cox is one of the best in the game, and he wants to emulate his game around Fletcher Cox. And um, that's what all the defensive tackles are doing in the league. They're they're looking up to him, and that's a great thing to hear. And now that they're teammates, I think they're really going to put a lot of pressure on opposing offenses, and it's it's really going to be good to see because although the secondary is deep this year. There's not, other than like Malcolm Jenkins, um, Ronald Darby at some points, there's not really one defensive back that you can look at and be like, all right, there's nobody that can get past him. Um, the There is holes in the secondary, and having a great defensive front will help combat that. 
<clears throat> having those pressures on the quarterback will help interceptions, pass deflected, and the whole defense is going to run off of that defensive line. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Having a good defensive line will make any secondary look good. And even though the Eagles probably don't have the best cornerback group, they still have some really good corners out there. Ronald Darby, he's capable of not locking down the number one receiver, but he can definitely go toe-to-toe with any receiver in this league. Uh, we've seen Craven LeBlanc uh, make great plays through the playoffs. He's obviously very capable in the slot. And then Rasul Douglas, Jalen Mills, Avanti Maddox, just to name a few, they're all very capable on the corner. And guys like Malik Jackson getting pressure on the quarterback, all they have to do is cover guys for three or four seconds, and they'll be fine. So I think just all around in the defense, Malik Jackson, just a great addition. Yeah, you mentioned the draft about adding another defensive lineman, and definitely is a great possibility. But one thing going into this offseason, the defensive tackle position was a huge need, especially with Tim Jernigan um, unlikely to return after they declined his option and Holodinata eventually retiring. They were very slim, and it was kind of going to be unanimous that they would take a defensive tackle with the first-round first, first round pick. Um maybe trade up for like a guy like Ed Oliver or see if Christian Wilkins would fall to them. Um, they needed to get that starting talent in the first round to put somebody next to Fletcher Cox because you can't have one position lacking on that line more than others. So I think adding Malik Jackson definitely adds more flexibility, just like they did with the running back group. He is most likely going to start week one, but it's not ruling out anything. They could, by all means, go and trade up for Ed Oliver. They could... Um, draft defensive tackle at 25 or even round two somebody that could start week one as well because competition is just going to make them better they could swap them out a little bit more Fletcher Cox Malik Jackson keep them fresh get a guy with um, a lot more durability in there as a rookie and run him maybe he's going to be the guy of the future once Jackson's done in three years so I think the amount of flexibility that they get this gives them in the draft is going to be great because they could definitely target somebody that that can um, kind of contribute as a starter but come in as a rotational piece. Yeah, and the thing about um, Malik Jackson, too, is he's capable of playing defensive end as well. He did that a little bit in Jacksonville. And um, we saw, obviously, Derek Burnett got hurt. Brandon Graham had that ankle injury to end 2017, even though they didn't miss any games. So uh, that uh, versatility does um, definitely add a nice little bonus to the defense where you could stick him at defensive end now and then if, say, Brandon Graham gets a little too tired or if Derek Burnett goes down for a few plays. So, And then even with Malik Jackson, we kind of heard some rumblings about Tim Jernigan, how they still could bring him back. So, And even if they were to draft another defensive lineman, maybe they bring back Tim Jernigan on a cheap deal. They still have $19 million, $17 million in cap space. So it's definitely a possibility. So like, uh, like we've been saying for the past few minutes, just the depth that Malik Jackson brings is great, and they could still not be finished. Yeah, for sure. I'm really excited about where this defensive line position is going. Um, it's going to be great to watch in 2019 with Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett on the outside, Malik Jackson and Fletcher Cox on the inside, and also maybe Chris Long coming back, um, Josh Sweat. There's going to be a lot of options, and there's still the 2019 draft to come. <clears throat> and one guy that we're both really excited about that we definitely want to talk about at the end of this podcast is Deshaun Jackson. We've mentioned him a few times in the past weeks saying that we want him to come back to Philly and then eventually coming back to Philly on a trade from the Buccaneers. Um, I'm just, I'm still so excited about seeing Deshaun Jackson. I finally broke out all my previous gear. I got a bobblehead, a plaque, and a jersey that that's all back out um, after hiding in the closet for a few years. But 
Deshaun Jackson, just something else. Like, I think he's going to open up this offense so much. I, I know we've been excited about Torrey Smith and Mike Wallace in the past. Uh, they've never really lived up to the expectations that we did have for a true deep threat receiver. But Deshaun Jackson is the one of the best deep threat receivers in the league. He did lead the league in yards per reception in 2018, and you can't really ask anything more out of him. Um, he's still got that speed. He's still got the deep threat ability. And Carson Wentz needs somebody that can track down those deep balls. I'll, I know Carson Wentz did kind of struggle with a deep ball in 2018, but being able to practice with Deshaun Jackson all offseason, take him up to North Dakota with other boys, he's really going to develop that deep ball, and we're going to see a lot of bombs to Jackson this season. Definitely. It's a shame that uh, my uh, Deshaun Jackson jersey is a few sizes too small, so you won't be <laughs> seeing me wearing that at the link this year. I'll probably have to buy a new one. But um, I think uh, obviously we know what Deshaun Jackson brings on the field, but I think just the energy that he'll bring, his presence in the stadium. He'll, every week you'll see fans coming to the link that, haven't seen Deshaun Jackson since the last time he was with the Eagles more than five years ago. So people are going to come in energized, ready to go, ready to see one of their old favorite players playing again for their team. And it's just a great feeling to know that you have a guy like that coming back in, knowing that he's going to be a big boost to the offense. He's really going to make everyone around him so much better. And just really the addition and everything, you really couldn't ask for more with it. Yeah, and about that energy, I think the biggest uh, memory that we have of Deshaun Jackson as Eagles fans is that punt return against the Giants a few years back. Um, everybody thought the Eagles were back out of the game and that Deshaun Jackson was put back to return a punt and brought it back for a touchdown to eventually win that game. And that's one big thing to point out because if the Eagles don't bring back Darren Sproles, who was their punt returner in 2018, um, for most part and 2017, or not 2017, 2016 as well, um, but Deshaun Jackson could take over those punt return duties, and I would be very confident having him do that. He's really speedy, and he does definitely has the um, the background with the position. So I think he will excel there as well if need be. Um, obviously, if Darren Sproles does return, I think it's his job to have. But um, you never know. Deshaun Jackson could be a wide receiver and on special teams. So that adds a little bit more variety to him and a little bit more to be excited about. Yeah, I wouldn't expect to see uh, Deshaun at uh, punt returner full-time just because of his age and some of his uh, injury troubles. But I could see, say they're down seven with two minutes, one minute left in the game, you could see Deshaun kind of asking Doug, like, oh, can I return? And then you see him mm-hmm. go back for a punt return, and then we'll see what happens from there. But uh, I think uh, kind of like what I mentioned with uh, Leak Jackson, how like Deshaun Jackson is probably motivated to prove what he can do. And obviously he wasn't on the team that won the Super Bowl um, back in 2018 with the Eagles or in 2017 with the Eagles and uh He's, he's, he wants to win with Philly because this is his team. This was his first team. It was the team that drafted him. And he wants to show what he can do. And he wants to he wants to get that feeling, too, because he looked at afar watching the Eagles win. And he was he said he was cheering for the Eagles. But he obviously wants to um, get that feeling himself. So you know that he's going to be motivated all next season to uh, go after that. Yeah, definitely. And Howie Roseman uh, mentioned that he's seen Jackson grow as a person and a player throughout the years once he was – in Philly as a young player, you kind of have that ego around him, <clears throat> excuse me, which was eventually kind of the reason why Chip Kelly let him go. Um, but now that he's older and more matured, he's a veteran player. He definitely has a little bit more sense to him, and he's he's going to be a better player on the field and a better person off the field. And um, that's really it's really great to see that he's grown into um, a great person, and there's not going to be any issues because people are definitely – 
we're definitely worried about um oh is he still a gang member which we never will know the answer to but um i think the answer now is definitely it's out of the question um he's a great person he's excited to be back in philly and everybody should welcome him with open arms yeah you can just see from his attitude from the moment he found out he was traded that this has always been wanting for a pretty long time and it's just a great move um everything about it the fact that they didn't have to trade a high pick or any of that. It's not they're paying him like a crazy amount of money where they're breaking the bank and not able to add other players because of him. It's just all around a great situation. Obviously, you can expect great things from him in 2019. Yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, the top three guys that we're excited about, once again, Jordan Howard, Deshaun Jackson, and Malik Jackson. We think these guys are great additions for the offseason and will definitely lead the Eagles to a lot of success in 2019. Thank you all for tuning in. If you have any thoughts on our discussion today, send us a tweet at Birds Banter on Twitter and let us know um, who you might want to see or who you're really excited about for 2019. Let us know any topic suggestions or questions you would like to see addressed on a future podcast. Be sure to tune in next time for more Birds Banter. Go Birds!